Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thanks for joining me today. I'm here in my office with my Bible open to Acts chapter 26, where Paul is making his defense to King Agrippa, who was the king of Judea at that time, before being shipped off to Rome to appeal the charges being laid against him by the Jews in Jerusalem. And here, Paul comes to the part of his story where he shares about his conversion experience while on the road to Damascus. So in Acts 26, starting in verse 13, it says, About noon, King Agrippa, as I, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. Now we've been talking about how every believer is a minister. Here, Jesus himself says to Paul, or at that time Saul, I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen of me. The word servant and minister are interchangeable in the scriptures, but there are multiple words that are translated as servant which give us different insights into the definition of a minister and how each of us fulfills that role. The word for servant here in this passage in Acts is not bondservant like we looked at before, but under rower. And do you remember the movie Ben-Hur? When I saw that movie as a kid, there was one part that just terrified me big time. Remember when Ben-Hur becomes a slave who is forced with a whole crew of slaves to be oarsmen of a Roman battleship. This story took place at the time of Christ when these ships would do battle by attempting to ram the sides of opposing ships with the front of their ships, which were heavily reinforced. So they would jockey for position to try and ram the sides of the opposing ships. Now the rowers were in the underbelly of the ship while the captain was on top relaying orders to the slave master down below who then issued orders to the oarsmen. In the movie, the ship that Ben-Hur was on was going into battle, so the Roman slave master shackled all the slaves that were manning the oars to their benches so if they got rammed, they wouldn't be able to mutiny or abandon ship in the panic. They were committed to win the battle or go down with the ship. And spoiler alert, you remember in the movie, the slave master purposely left Ben-Hur's shackle unlocked, so he alone among those slaves was able to escape when the ship did indeed get rammed and went down. That whole thing gave me nightmares. But it's, ex it's exactly what the Bible is describing when talking about an under rower. A servant, in this instance, is one who ministers to people by coming beneath them to help them get to their destination. 
an under rower labors beneath decks unseen to get others to where they want to go, to help them get to spiritual maturity. Now, the cool thing about this is, if I'm rowing the boat to get someone else to their destination, when they get there, I discover that I'm there too. I become the man of God that I want to be when I serve others to help them become all God has made them to be. How cool is that? It's like when Paul tells the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, where he says, we don't have dominion over your faith, but we are helpers of your joy. I love that. So using that illustration of Ben-Hur, we are to be those who listen for the master's cadence. There was a guy who beat on a drum, and the rowers would row with the cadence of the drum. Likewise, we are to be in step with the Spirit, looking and listening for opportunities to serve. Another characteristic of an under-rower is that we are to be doing the work that is before us. An under-rower isn't steering the ship. He can't even see where he's going. Now, sometimes we struggle with doing the task has given us to do today when we don't see the big picture. But this is a lesson we need to learn because this is God's standard operating procedure. He generally doesn't lay out the master plan before us and then say, move. He says, here is the next thing. Trust me to move you in the right direction as you do the task at hand in faith. We are the under rowers. God is the navigator. We're moving the ship forward, not directing it. Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And in this instance, the word servant in the Greek is diakonos, which means one who executes the command of another. And then he goes on to say, and whoever wants to be first must be the slave of all. Jesus modeled this better than anybody ever has or ever will. In one of the most extraordinary passages in all of the Bible, John chapter 13, verses 2 through 5, it says, The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And what has always struck me about this passage is the contrast it's a mystery as to when and how Jesus, as God in the flesh, came to a conscious knowledge and understanding of all that he was and is during his life on earth, during the incarnation. You know, I'm not thinking that Jesus was lying in, in the manger, thinking of who he was as the Messiah and pondering the great mysteries of the universe. At some point, he knew. And it was definitely before the time recorded in this passage 
But for whatever reason, God chose to reveal this specific detail that Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Imagine if that was revealed to you, that God had put all things under your power. How would you respond? It makes me think of that saying, absolute power corrupts absolutely. But Jesus, it says, knowing that all things had been put under his power, responded by removing his outer garments, wrapping a towel around his waist, and washing their feet. And what would have to be considered the greatest act of humility ever. The contrast between those two realities tells me everything about the character of Jesus and about what it means to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, let us take the place of a servant so that in our lives, Jesus can take his place as Lord. Amen.